Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 695 of the Juicebox Podcast. Today, we're going to be speaking with 17-year-old Morgan and her family. Morgan has type 1 diabetes, and she is allergic to insulin. Please remember while you're listening today that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. This is a uh, standalone episode, but if you really want the full context, you should also listen to episode 504, Allergic to Insulin with Sasha, and episode 578, Allergic to Insulin Part 2, with Dr. McCann, who is today's guest, Morgan's doctor. Hey, if you're a type 1 who is a U.S. resident or a U.S. resident who is the caregiver of someone with type 1, please go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. Join the survey. Take Join the survey. Join the registry. Take the survey. Support people with type 1 while you support the Juicebox podcast. t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by the Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter. Learn more and get started today at contournext.com forward slash juice box. You can use the meter that my daughter uses. It's small and convenient and very, very accurate. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. The podcast is also sponsored by Touched by Type 1. They're an organization helping people living with type 1 diabetes They're at touchedbytype1.org. They would love for you to check them out and find them on Facebook and Instagram. All right, I'm going to hit record, and then I just need to test everybody. So just, Morgan, just say hello. Hello. Perfect. (laughs) And then go ahead, Dwayne, can you do it too? Hello. Excellent. And then, of course, Jennifer. Hello. We are all being recorded just lovely. All right. Okay, um, let me wrap my head around how we're going to do this. Um, usually I just tell somebody to introduce themselves, but why don't I do that Do that a little bit? Oh, hold on a second before we get going. Whoever's computer is making the um, sounds, is that a PC or a Mac? Uh, PC. PC. Do you know how to stop it? Because I only know how to stop it on a Mac. Um, I was just adjusting the volume, so I won't be doing that again. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, I thought it was like uh, you got an email or something like that. All right. Uh, you know what? Let's just do it the way I usually do it. So let me tell you this. You don't need to use your last name. As a matter of fact, unless you really want people to know who you are, don't. That's up to you guys, though. I don't care, honestly. Um, why don't we just sort of go around the horn? Like, Jennifer, go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Jennifer. We are living in Texas. We've lived here for three and a half years. Before that, we lived in Utah. We uh, have a daughter that's type 1 diabetic, and she's allergic to insulin. Okay, and that's you, right, Morgan? Yeah. (laughs) How old old are you? I'll be 18 in September. Oh, my daughter's going to be 18 in July. Are you going away to college? No, I still have senior year. 
<laughs> oh, no kidding. Oh, well, then you're, you're going to have a good time. Uh, and Dad's here, right? Yeah. Go ahead. Introduce yourself. Uh, hi, I'm Dwayne. Uh, originally born in Texas. I had moved to Utah for several years uh, before I met Jen and the kids. And we ended up getting married. And when my kids are here, we have, you know, six kids all together. And uh, then we moved back here for work and uh, most of my family. Oh, that's amazing. So, Jen, you have how many kids um, of your own? I have four. Four. Morgan, the only type one? Yes. Is there any other autoimmune among your children or your side of the family? Uh, Celiac, uh, hypothyroidism, anything like that? Nope. Just the type one. Okay. Yep. And uh, Morgan, how old were you when you were diagnosed? Um, I was seven. Oh, okay. Well, this is going to be interesting, isn't it? Um, I'm going to give a little backstory now. So I did an episode with Sasha, who um, yeah. was in the, right uh, allergic to insulin. And not long after I put the episode up, I got this email from a doctor who has since been on the show. So you can share her name, Morgan. What's her name? Um, Bonnie. <laughs> Doctor McCann, yeah. Do you call her Bonnie? Occasionally. Nice. She's very nice. I I had the opportunity to talk to her a number of times. She was on episode 578, which is called Allergic to Insulin Part 2. And Sasha was on 504, Allergic to Insulin. So I did not know until I heard about Sasha that this happened to people. It's just absolutely crazy. She came on. She explained what was happening to her. And... I just, I don't know. I was stunned by it. So Morgan, I want to start with you a little bit. Can you tell me when this began and how it impacted you? Do you know how old you were when it started? Yeah, um, probably a year or so after I got diagnosed, it started um, starting to get painful and getting really large bumps and swelling where shots were done. Um it was just getting bad for it and got progressively worse. So you would say that almost 10 years ago this began? Yeah. And it was only with your fast-acting insulin? Um, No, it was also with my long-acting. Really? Okay. So whether mm-hmm. it was basal or, or your meal insulin, your bolus insulin, you were getting yeah. pa- painful sites, uh, bumps. Was there itching or burning or anything like that? Definitely burning. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, wow. And there was never a break. You never once gave yourself like an injection. You were like, oh, it didn't happen this time. It was consistent. Okay. What's the level? You you must be like the toughest girl in Texas, right? Like you, (laughs) (laughs) do you like fall over and bump yourself and be like, ah, it's nothing. I'll just keep going. (laughs) How do you get? Yeah. Right. I mean, how do you? Well, I guess it happened to you when you were little, right? So, so Jennifer, yeah. can you can you tell me a little bit about the first time this started to happen? It must have been a panic. Um, it well, the thing is, is it was kind of progressive. So, at the very beginning, you know, of diagnosis, it was injections, but she was so little, she was getting small amounts of insulin, and a year after we got her on the pump and started doing the pump. But as she, you know, got older, needed more insulin, it started to um, have reactions of 
uh, pump sites being um, uh, red, inflamed, Mm -hmm. painful, um, itchy. And so, of course, we went to the mode of it must be, you know, the adhesive. So then we were trying barrier wipes and um, different uh, methods of, you know, it must be adhesives. Um, Then, you know, she wasn't having issues with other things like the Dexcom. She wasn't having issues with the adhesives and stuff like that. So then we thought, well, it must be the catheter, you know, a plastic. So we went to metal or vice versa. Right. And either way, it it still was having reactions. And we thought, well, <clears throat> maybe it's um, the alcohol wipes because, you know, it's kind of, you know, abrasive. So yeah. we were cleaning sites with, you know, water and soap before putting a site on just to see with that. And that wasn't working. And, um, I remember, um, talking to a nurse on the phone and asking her, you know, could it be the insulin? And she's like, that can't be. And I said, okay, well, all of these reactions that she's having, is this normal? And she's like, no. How long? Oh, yeah, okay. Jen, what else could it be? Yeah, thanks for <laughs> thanks for your input, Jen. How long yes. do you think from when it began the just the reddening and the soreness to when you said to a nurse, "Hey, could this be the insulin?" How long did it take you to get from point A to point B on that? Um, it was probably a year and a half a year of and a half. trying different things, and um, it it you know not changing. It wasn't changing. And so I remember them deciding to do a different insulin just to see if it, you know, would be so, a different reaction. So we're not throwing anyone under the bus here because Morgan's not just allergic to one insulin and not the others or something like that. So so what what insulin did you start with? What was the first experience? Uh, the first, first insulin that she had was Novolog. Okay. Then what'd you go to? Yeah, you know, regular. And then um, we tried. Um, sorry, it's like Don't all worry. these insulin. Humalog? Uh, sorry, what? Humalog. Did you try Humalog after yeah. that? Okay. Yeah. Yes. And then when that didn't work, did you keep switching or did you say to somebody, I'm telling you, it's the insulin? So we switched again. And we went to, we saw an insulin called a Pedra. A Pedra. We hadn't heard it before. It's the one my daughter uses, by the way, for years. My, yeah. Yeah, my daughter's been using a Pedra forever. And yeah. then then when that didn't work, were you just... So, so being really serious, once you get into this situation, and I sort of want to hear about this from everybody's perspective, you're basically being told the oxygen you're breathing is burning your lungs, but you can't stop breathing. I mean... Is that incredibly difficult to to make peace with? It, it was it was difficult because you know I was I was willing to try anything anything you know so pump sites were horrible after three days so then they switched it to every two days mm-hmm. 
every one day of, you know, having to change her sights in hopes that, you know, she wouldn't have a reaction. Yeah. And after 24 hours, you know, the, the doctor that she was seeing at the time, he's like, I've never seen a pump site like that before. Okay. And it, it was like, well, great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's almost like taking your car to the mechanic and you know, they don't know how to fix it. And they just start saying like, well, we're just going to swap this part and see what happens. And, and so yeah. do you get hopeless? Oh, yes. Yeah. And yes. M- Morgan, can I ask you, like, did you ever skip insulin or anything like that to avoid the pain? Um, I would try to a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Is this, I mean, did you, did you go to therapy for this Morgan? Um, not till of recently. Have we tried it? Yeah. I mean, it just, I, I'm, I don't know. Like, I know you're on the spot here, but can you put it into words what it's like to use something when you know it's going to hurt? Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter. It's tiny, it fits well in your hand. It has a bright light when you're using it at night. The screen is easy to use, and the accuracy is out of this world. The Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter features second chance test strips. So if you should head into that blood drop and get some blood, but not quite enough, and you go back in again, go get yourself some more blood, it does not hurt in any way, the accuracy of the test. You're not going to waste test trips with the Contour Next One like you may with other blood glucose meters. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. That's where you go to find out more about it or to buy the meter. There's a little uh, linky link there for online purchases or you can learn about the meter and then go ask your doctor. Buy it right there on the website. There's so many different ways to get an accurate meter for yourself. You don't have to just use the meter someone gave you. I know it's easy to believe that they're all the same, but they're just not. The Contour Next One is super accurate. It's easy to use, easy to carry in your diabetes bag, your purse, or your pocket. Check it out. That's all I'm saying to do. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. If you want to get really fancy, the Contour Next One pairs with an app on your phone so you can keep track of your blood sugar tests and other such information. Don't forget to head over to touchedbytype1.org right now and check out what they're doing. They've actually got a little thing coming up this summer I'm going to be speaking at. So go pick around their website and see if you can't get yourself some tickets. Last little bit here, t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box. Go take that survey, please. And if you're looking for the Diabetes Pro Tip series from the Juice Box podcast, they begin at episode 210 in your podcast player. You can also find all the information you need to listen on the Facebook page for the podcast, Juice Box Podcast Type 1 Diabetes, or at juiceboxpodcast.com. Let's get back to Morgan and her fam now. Can you put it into words what it's like to use something when you know it's going to hurt? Um, very difficult and a lot of trying to convince yourself that it's worth it. 
what are you convincing? I don't mean to be morbid, but are you convincing yourself that being alive is worth it? Um, at times, the pain would get very extreme to where I didn't want anything to be touching me, not even like air going on me. Yeah. Um, and, and- so it was a lot to just be there, but then also, hey, you got to do more because your blood sugar is high or, hey, you need to do more because you want to eat. Right. Um, and I'm imagining if, tell me if I'm wrong, but if, when they started saying like, move your pump every 24 hours, all it did was make more sore spots on you. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the sore spots also lasted for like days. So you'd move it and then it would be trying to find another spot in between parts that already hurt because <laughs> they hadn't healed yet. Did you have the extra burden? Were you trying to hide them from other people so they couldn't see them as well? Um, occasionally, yeah, yeah. I would because I didn't want my friends and other people to see how red and um, ugly it would look. So I tried to focus um, the shots and the sights where people would have it covered by their clothing. Yeah. Did you ever try, cha- I mean, did you ever go to the extreme of changing your diet significantly? Um, I would try to eat a whole lot less or avoid snacks a lot. Were you able to um, avoid this turning into an eating disorder? Um, yeah, for the most part. Good. Okay, that's very cool. Um, it, it's just, it's already difficult, as you know, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean this, th- it's funny funny in, in in an awkward and odd way but this description of like every injection is a hill to climb and you know something to get over it's it really is how diabetes is anyway even without yeah. the you know what i mean even without the the pain and the 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 allergic reaction so you're adding i mean you're just multiplying it right it's just yeah. it's insane and you were so young for a while I am, I imagine it got more difficult as you got older and became kind of more self-aware. Yeah, 100%. Okay. So when you were younger, you were just doing what you were told and it hurt? Did yeah. You, did you ever, like Jennifer, did she ever tell you no? Did she ever just say, I'm not doing this? Actually, Morgan has been um, an amazing, you know, uh diabetic you know if you could be one like she she never complained you know I mean yes she would tell me mom it hurts it hurts I don't want anything to touch it but yet she never told me I don't want to do this anymore like you know I don't want to have you give me an injection she was just you know okay this is what we have to do and I, I've always been one to try and be positive that, you know, I, I am all for, we're going to find an answer. We're going to, you know, we're going to do this. And then it was also, you know, she, she would ask, you know, why me? And it would be, we're going to have an answer and we're going to be able to help somebody else. Yeah. This is, you know, we're going to do this. And so I, I hope that I was one that never gave up hope for her. You know, if she didn't have it, that I could give it to her. Jane, that's amazing. Can I ask you to be a little more honest? Did you believe it when you were saying it? 
Um, at times it was difficult. I can't tell you how many times um, I was crying for her. Um, which, if anybody knows me, I, I cry over everything. I can cry when I'm happy, mad, sad, you know, but it's just one of those things of seeing your child go through something, which, you know, you see that with diabetics, you know, I wish I could take this away from my child, but then to see them in constant pain and have no answer. It's, it's very, it's very hard to be positive, but you know, I've always been determined that I'm going to help her. I'm going to find something. We're going to do this. So Morgan, were you aware that this is how your mom felt? Um, yeah. Did that make you feel bad, like guilt? Um, yeah, occasionally. I always felt sad or upset with myself, even though I knew I wasn't the one causing her to be hurt. Right. Are you allergic to anything else, Morgan? No, not that we know of. Even like, you don't get bad hay fever or anything like that at all? Mm, I don't think so. No kidding. Wow. Morgan, that's just some, I, I was going to curse. I'm sorry. We all don't know each other that well, uh, but that, that's, <laughs> it's just some really bad luck, huh? Um, it's terrible. Can I ask Dwayne, uh, you have an interesting perspective because you're not Morgan's natural father, but what's it like to sit back and watch this happen? Well, um, I, I did work as a pharmacy technician for a long time. So the concept of, somebody becoming allergic to something wasn't really new to me mm-hmm. because everyone's body reacts differently. You know, this person's allergic to penicillin. These people are not, you know, so, you know, I, I just went into automatic mode and like, okay, well, let's try different syringes, different manufacturers, you know, just went through the whole process of what I was trained yeah. on when I was attacked. And um, it, it's, it's, been rough um you know i last summer i went to wake her up and she's lying on her floor and you know that's the first time and she was unresponsive too and uh so that was really nerve-wracking and it's like i i want to help her to make her feel better um and uh, you know i keep coming up with ideas well excuse me let's try some lidocaine on that spot and we'll see if that helps with with this, uh, you know, try some ibuprofen, try some Benadryl, you know, just went through all those steps and just trying to find a way to, to help ease her discomfort with all this was, is just, you know, disheartening because nothing until recently have we been able to find that solution. Yeah. Morgan, what were you on? Why were you on the floor? Were you in DKA? Um, yeah. Were you not taking your insulin? Um, no, we had been, my blood sugar just got to the point of it not absorbing any of the insulin and getting so high. Oh, from the inflammation at the site, you weren't getting good absorption. Yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, that's you- why she had to uh, move the pump site every day is because you get that tissue swelling it and didn't just you hurt. lose your absorption at that spot. Yeah. So you have to move it to another spot, but then that that slow moving insulin finally hits her system. And so she would go into ultra lows sometimes after being high mm-hmm. because she gets like a bolus along with her yeah, yeah. other shot at the new site. 
Oh, it's just like a cruel joke. Um, Morgan, I, I, I wanted to ask, oh God, I had a question for you. I think it might've just fell out of my head because that was upsetting. And I'm still recovering from Jen. You almost made me cry about five minutes ago. So um, like your voice broke once. And I'm like, I'm going to cry. So uh, <laughs> oh, oh, my question for you, Morgan, is is kind of simple. And maybe you'll know the answer and maybe you won't. But did you, while everybody's working so hard to try to figure this out for you, at what point, I'm guessing you gave up. At what point did you just go along passively because they were trying? Like, when did you stop believing anything was ever going to help? Um, probably after our first time with testing out to see the different reactions to all the different insulins that we had. Mm-hmm. We had gone to this one allergist, and I remember just going to get it tested and just giving up because the reactions didn't show from how little amount and diluted they were. And I just remember quitting. I was done. Just didn't matter. Like no matter what (laughs) insulin it was or how much or how diluted you were having the same reaction at every spot. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm so sorry. How long ago was that? Um, two years ago or something like that. Eight years after this started. Yeah. Well, Morgan, uh, you've got a hell of a college essay in you. I'll tell you, you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna get accepted anywhere you uh, anywhere you want to go. Uh, <laughs> that's really it's crazy. So, um, okay, so uh, you're seeing a doctor in in Dallas, and she hears Sasha on my podcast, and then contacts me and asks me if I can set her up with Sasha, and that all happens. You, do you get a phone call, like an excited phone call from a doctor or? No, like happens? we go into my appointment and she's ecstatic and I have no reason or clue why. <laughs> okay. It, yeah. And she's just like, she, you're probably like, listen, lady, this is, I hate this place. So why are you so happy? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she just told you what, what did she tell you? Um, That she had listened to your podcast and gotten in contact with you to get in contact with Sasha and learned about all this information about what she was going through and what they've done and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. And were you like, I was very shocked. (laughs) Um, Didn't know what to say or how to react mainly. Right. I was just surprised to hear that there was someone else having reactions like I was. Yeah, yeah. And then did you did that make you feel hopeful or were you still like this probably isn't going to work for me? I was a bit hopeful, yeah. Good. So so Sasha was doing gosh, she was doing that whole like uh getting that insulin from she had like like a device she had to get from overseas and it was like a big insurance yeah. problem like this whole thing is that what you thought you were going to be doing at that point um i didn't know what we were going to do okay. but i knew that there was other opportunities now yeah okay i got you so in the end you're using so i guess your your basal insulin are you mm-hmm. you're are you still you're still using a basal insulin Yes. And and are you having an allergic reaction to it? Um, To this one, no. Right now, I'm using what's called Traceba, mm-hmm. and it's seeming to work pretty well. 
and I don't seem to react to it. Excellent. And for your meals, what are you doing? Um, I use a Frezza. A Frezza. So you are using an inhaled insulin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you like it? Um. Yeah. I mean, it's not painful. And it's <laughs> yeah. super easy to do. So as soon as I asked if you liked it, Morgan, I was like, "That's the worst question I've ever asked on this podcast ever." Um, <laughs> obviously, you like it, uh, but I meant like, was I guess what I mean was, was it a big shift from injecting for meals? Like, what was the learning curve like? Um, more so learning of when I need to take it because mm-hmm. it reacts a whole lot quicker. But it also gets out of your system a whole lot quicker. Okay. Are so you... just adjusting to that is. Yeah. Well, um, and what about the uh, the process of like, how do you, I've never had anybody really explain it to me before. I don't think like you just kind of, is it like an inhaler? Like you see people use. For yeah, like... it's practically just a little inhaler. Um, it comes in set capsules of units. So there's 12 unit, eight unit and four unit. Mm-hmm. And based on how much you're needing, you'll put in one of the units and then you'll just inhale like you would for asthma. Right. Are you experiencing much more stability? I mean, I would imagine you are. Like, are you have more stable blood sugars now? Um. Yeah. Um. Before, my blood sugars would like always run in like 300s and up. But mm-hmm. from since starting this, my blood sugars normally are a lot lower than that so wow can you tell me if you you don't have to share if you don't want to but like what was your a1c a year ago and what 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 is it now a year ago it was like 13 and our latest appointment was like 9.1 or something like that wow you're kind of just learning how to have diabetes aren't you yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it just, it occurred to me like this whole thing has been, it, it stopped the process that everybody else goes through of, of, you know, getting over the sadness and learning how to use insulin and, you know, le- that kind of stuff, like pre-bolusing your meals and all the things that you need to learn to have, find stability and lower A1Cs. And you never had, you were always in a, in a firefight, basically. You never got, yeah. the, you never got to the part where you got to sit down and like, think about it. Not really. Yeah, that's amazing. Do you feel better that your A1C is lower? A hundred percent. Yeah. Jen, do you see a difference in her personality? Yes. Um, you know, first of all, with her A1Cs, um, she hated, hated going to um, appointments because every time we'd go, they'd be like, okay, we got to work on this A1C. We got to, you know, do better. And it, you know, because of that, they would add more insulin, more insulin. And her ratio used to be where she would get one unit for every three carbs. Mm -hmm. And of course, excuse me, her insulin or her A1C just wasn't coming down. Um, she, She had, I think the highest that she had you know, after diagnosis, her A1C was 14. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just, it, you know, I hated that all our work that we were doing was not shown on paper. And all they could see was A1C 14. You're not doing it. Here we are. 
No one ever and, said no one ever said, Hey, there's inflammation here. There's reasons why the insulin's not working. No. 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 So they, it wasn't until it wasn't until we, you know, uh found Dr. Bonnie McCann Crosby is um before that nobody, you know, I, I took dozens of pictures. We'd show them, you know, her injection sites, pump sites, and it'd be like, Oh, that's bad. Okay. But they didn't ever say anything like, Oh, this could affect your body, you know, you know, absorbing the insulin. And she'd go like at least once a year, she'd be in DKA and had to go to the hospital. And it'd be like, you got to work on your A1C. You got to do more insulin. And it wasn't until we were in the hospital for DKA and um, Dr. McCann was the attending physician and she came in. And of course, I'm like, these are the pictures. This is what's going on. This is, you know, and she was one that was okay. Okay. And she had left and Morgan's like, I like her. And it was like, okay, we'll go to her. So we switched over to to Dr. McCann and she was the one that actually looked at these sites. She took pictures. She, you know, um, was genuinely interested in helping us find an answer. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, having her her A1C be at 9.1 were ecstatic I and imagine. i do see a difference in her person every time we would go to a doctor or she was in the hospital you know they have rotations for rotating shifts and everything we just have any doctor that we were in the room when they came in say oh by the way can you look at this you know maybe you have a wound care specialist allergies come by take a look at this and try to tell us what's going on here yeah just hoping if you said it to enough people someone would recognize it right yeah. yeah. Yes. Someone would come in and go right away. Oh, yeah, it's because of this. It's a little demoralizing that it never happened, isn't it? <laughs> you, yes. you know, it's, it's just it's crazy that. Well, I mean, it's rare yeah. and all, but somebody should have been able to make the leap. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the last time that she was in is when we started Traceva. She had tried Lantus, Levermere, Bezagard. Um and then finally, the in the hospital, they put her on Traceva, and we're like, okay, this one works. Yeah, it's so that one. So, well, I would imagine just getting on an on a basal insulin that wasn't causing you a problem probably started to bring her A one C down, and 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 create some stability. Do you wear a CGM, Morgan? Yeah, I do. Is that, actually is that like? <laughs> but before this, was that CGM just basically like depression on a screen for you? Um. Yeah. I wouldn't like looking at it at all yeah constant reminder that my blood sugar was never where it's supposed to be tell me if even though i mean it's obvious to everybody and i'm assuming to you as well and you've said it already that this is not your fault right but it doesn't stop it from feeling like that does it no not at all okay um (laughs) you actually like so how long have you been using the is it by the way i'm sorry is it a frezza or a is that how they say it? A Frieza? A Frieza, a Frieza. Yeah. Okay. How long have you been using a Frieza? Um, It will be a year in September. A year in September. So now you can look at your CGM and start making more thoughtful decisions about using insulin. Yeah. Yeah. And a nine. Let me ask you a question. Do you mind if we talk about management for a second? 
you guys? Sure. Yeah, Jen, you don't actually listen to this podcast, right? <laughs> no, I do. Do you? I do. Okay. All right. All right. So let me ask you a couple of questions about your basil. How much do you take a day? Um, I take 32 units in the morning and then 56 at night. Of, of Traceba? Mm-hmm. Wow. So you are still pretty... Is it is that a resistance to the insulin? Have they ever checked you for insulin resistance? Um, I'm not sure. No, um, no, they haven't. They haven't. So, thirty two, fifty six. Really? So eight. Hold on, two. I'm I'm mathing over here, which is not my strong suit. Sorry. Um, so and we just went through a round of having her text me whenever she did a Frezza how many units and I would put in, you know, the text message gives me time and date. And I built a spreadsheet on that and sent it to Dr. McCann's office. They looked at her Dexcom uh, stuff from their side so they could see where she was at, at that time and date and make some adjustments based off of that. Yeah. Hey, um, overnight, Morgan, do you, do you sit stable somewhere? Does your blood sugar sit stable overnight? Um, Sometimes. Do you not at four a.m. this morning? Not at four a.m. Not this morning. No. (laughs) So, (laughs) the way I talk about using insulin here and basil, still basil, is that basil is kind of the most important part. It's the foundation and the building block of your of your management, right? And that away from meals, like you know, so away from meal insulin, which would be Afresa in your example, and away from. Um, active food in your stomach. So once your food is empty, you know, your stomach is empty. If your basil is doing its job well, you are stable at the number you mean to be at, which means if you want to be at 100, you should be stable at 100. If you want to be at 90, there's an amount of basil that should hold you stable at 90, 120, etc. And so it's just very interesting to me. I mean, that's I, I don't think of insulin as a lot of insulin or a little bit of insulin. I think of insulin as you use the amount you need. But per, yeah. for perspective, I'll just my, – my daughter, I think, weighs like 135 pounds right now, and she's eight, eight, 18. And she gets about a unit of basil through a pump an hour. So she's using about 24 units of basil a day. And it's and, – and away from – you know, away from meals and active insulin – her blood sugar sits pretty stable between 90 and 110, but yours isn't doing that. Is that right? No, no, okay. at okay. all. <laughs> so I would listen. I'm not a doctor. I'm actually maybe the farthest thing from one, but I would, <laughs> I would wonder if there isn't, if something's not happening where you're, where you're seeing some resistance to the Traceba. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know what they would do about it, obviously. Um, because I wouldn't know if it's inflammation from, you know, from the other stuff that we've been talking about, or if you actually have, I don't know, like, I mean, I know you're definitely type one, I'm not saying that, but I wonder if you have insulin resistance on top of it or what's your diet Mm -hmm. like? What do you eat Um, the course of a day? I don't normally eat breakfast. (laughs) Right. And then, no. Um, lunch Normally, it kind of varies, not very much then either. And then dinner, it's kind of a lot more. Yeah, but nothing like you're not eating like, like I don't know, you're not having potatoes with rice and a cheeseburger. No. Like, like you're not like you're not taking in like a like a 
like a ton of carbs a day. No. No. Okay. But super interesting. Um, wow. Okay. Oh, you caught me by surprise when you said, when you gave me this receiver number, it caught me by surprise. Um, <laughs> it, it, not that it's not bad. You understand what I mean? Like it just, yeah. it, it was more, it was just more than I expected you to say. Uh, I think maybe, are you and Bonnie in conversations about this? Yeah. Um, we're constantly going back and forth through emails, changing and tweaking my intake for it and mm-hmm. stuff. So let me ask you a, a question. If your blood sugar was sitting at like, let's just say 200, right? And mm-hmm. you haven't eaten in a couple of hours, you're just looking at a higher blood sugar. If you take yeah. the Afreza, Afreza, oh my God, why can't mm-hmm. I say it? If um, if you if you do that and say you drive that 200 down to 100, right? You correct that number. Yeah. Does it float back up again or does it stay down there? Um, Normally it floats back up. Yeah, that's basal. That so that's 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 a weakness in the basal. Yeah. So that's interesting. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't obviously know how you're going to get that a- accomplished and, and, <laughs> and worked on. But that I think that's your goal. I think if you figure that piece out, I think that nine A one C turns into a six A one C. Yeah. You know. Oh, are you excited that that might happen? Um. Yeah. We're always excited when it goes down. <laughs> this is such a. This is such a an amazingly uncommonly happy story at the end. I mean, it took forever for you to get to it, but I mean, you really were in a position where you didn't think this was going to work out. And then it just did. Do you ever have um, sadness that it took, like that a a freeze existed before this and you didn't know? Um, Occasionally, yeah. Yeah. It's hard not to think. Definitely gets you down thinking how many years you've dealt with this and it could have been fixed if you had known. Mm. No, I, I hear you. Um, and it I, is expensive. It's um, you know FDA approved for 18 years of age and higher. So the manufacturer card, because the doctor's really prescribing this off-label, uh, doesn't offer doesn't the savings card doesn't work at the pharmacy for her. Oh. So um, you know, it's one month supply for her is a, a couple of grand. Wow. Uh, during deductible season, so it's 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 not not going to be for everyone. Right. Yeah. Hey Morgan, hurry up and get to be 18. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a few more months yeah did you ever try contacting the company directly and tell uh, i know dr mccann contacted them talked to i think their medical director and stuff and talked because she was under 18 she wanted to talk with them about any risk and associated with it but mm. um haven't talked with we haven't reached out to them to talk to them about the getting any assistance yet well, Morgan, I would think you would be a, a perfect candidate to be a, a sponsor of uh, of that insulin for sure. Your 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 story is a is um I mean your story is that that insulin was your only saving grace. Yeah, you know, like that one simple thing. You know, that company almost stopped making it a few years ago. Isn't that crazy? Like they had yeah. not imagined. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I just thought of that. It gave me chills. Okay. Um. <laughs> all right. So. Okay, Morgan. Uh, other questions. What do you enjoy doing? <laughs> what are you thinking about going to college for? That kind of stuff. Um, I like working with kids. That's what I do mainly a lot. Um, I work at a daycare actually, and work with preschoolers at school for one of my classes. Um, really good at math and advanced in that, and probably will go into mathematics for college. You think you'll do education, or do you think you'll go more um, towards math? Possibly. Yeah. You, 
you don't want to be a math teacher. Is that what you're thinking? Mm, it depends on the grade. <laughs> <laughs> what, wh- how, what age of a, a child do you imagine would be the best to teach math to? Um, probably third grade. Yeah. Cause that's when they're learning multiplication and I feel like it's the funnest. Yeah. It's a good age for kids. So they're kind of, uh, I don't know, like you, you won't realize <laughs> until you see it, but they're like, they're, they have enough like common sense to not be complete lunatics and they haven't been hit with all those hormones yet. So they're kind of nice. Yes. Right, Jen? Remember when the kids were nice? <laughs> um, well, this is amazing. Is there anything I'm not asking you that I should be like, have I missed something about this story? Um, not that I know of. I did. Okay. I can think of Jen. How about you? Um, <laughs> Can I can I ask a year after this happened? Now, um, is there been a an an increase in your in your mental health? Like, has this been a relief? It's um, hard to put into words. Yeah, yeah, definitely, um, definitely have a whole lot more motivation to do things. Um, before you, it was hard to do things because you felt like there wasn't a point. Because at some point, mm-hmm. you know that your body's just gonna give out. But now with having more energy and my body actually accepting the insulin, I feel like I'm able to do a whole lot more. Yeah. Jim, was there ever in your head that this high A1C was going to like hurt her in other ways at some point? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so, you know, it, it just it, frustrating that you kept seeing it going up. And up, but um, you know, she'd go into DKA, and and every time that she was in DKA, you know, she was responsive. She wasn't feeling good. She went in, you know. But um, last year was was the scariest, and um, you know, seeing your child lay on the floor unresponsive, and having the paramedics come in to get her. And having to do a CT scan to make sure that her brain is okay and going into the hospital room and she is completely out of it, does not know where she's at and is trying to take off her, you know, her IVs and stuff because she's wanting to get out of bed and it, it just is you know, a moment that I won't ever forget, but hopefully we'll never have to go through again. It doesn't sound like you're going to have to. Um, And it's good. And in the last year, um, you know, when she started the Frezza, she went into clinic. We have the allergists there in Dr. McCain's office as well. They get a chest x-ray just so they have a baseline in case a Frezza starts having any impact of her lungs. Uh, We go to Texas Children's Hospital, which is great. That's five minutes up the road. Um, she's seen a, a cardiologist and a kidney doctor just get a baseline on some of her systems to make sure that, you know, diabetes doesn't start to impact those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting actually, Jen, the way you answered my question, because I, and I'm not, trust me, I'm not being critical. I was trying to lead you into thinking about long-term complications about diabetes, but you're so mired down in this fight. I think that you can, you don't have the bandwidth to look 
deeper than what's happening right in this moment. And and that became really evident when you were answering the question. I thought, wow, like there this this poor family, their situation is so immediate and constant. You guys, you you don't have the luxury of thinking a month away, and uh, and now you do all of a sudden. Is that yeah. that 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 must be a, a pretty nice um, change? I would imagine it is a nice change, yeah. and also like. <clears throat> So I'm in the middle of getting my master's program uh, or getting my master's um, in social work. And, um, you know, just this last semester, I had some amazing things, you know, even happen just recently because um, I was looking uh, for research and came across an article about a boy who was allergic to insulin and I reached out to the author and asked him to, you know, forward the email onto the mom in hopes that she would contact me. And she did. And um, they, they have a, a Facebook group. It's called Insulin Allergy and Hypersensitivity Awareness. Hmm. And in there, there is a group of seven moms all with kids who have allergic reactions to insulin. And it was just another thing of, Oh my goodness. Okay. She's not alone. Right. She's not alone. Such a big and, deal, right? Whether and, it's, I'm sorry, whether it's seven people or 7,000 people, it's such a big deal to know you're not by yourself. Right. Yeah. And that's what I kept telling them. I'm like, Oh my gosh, we're not alone. We're not alone. (laughs) You know, you wouldn't wish it on anybody, but I'm so thankful that we have now come into a community that completely understands. And so, you know, that is one of my main goals with um, getting my master's degree is I just, I want to be able to help Morgan, you know, the best way I can, but then to be able to help others who, you know, come into this life of feeling alone. Yeah. I, I, I and the reactions aren't, aren't the same across the board. I mean, Sasha, who's on your other podcast, she said, I believe that the insulin was eating away at the tissue of her skin. Morgan gets bruised and, and redness and pain uh, another one Jen was telling me about from this new Facebook group that she found was as like a, a bee sting where it gets raised and red and painful. Hmm. So these reactions aren't carbon copy right. that's unique to these fa- these patients, these kids. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, like Jen, have those other people tried Afresa? Um, so other ones they have not. Um, uh, I know that. One of the patients, um, she was, you know, whenever she tried a pedra, she would stop breathing. And so they have not tried um, a Frezza, you know. So, and I think that they're all younger patients. Um, They are now all younger than Morgan. The oldest one turns 18 in March. So Morgan is now the oldest of this group. And so, you know, with FDA, you know, not having a Fresa approved for under 18, right. I don't think any of them have tried. I see. Well, 
Okay. Hey, Morgan, are you do you know Sasha? Is like you guys hook up online and meet? Um, no, no, not personally. That's interesting. <laughs> um, so listen, as we wrap up here, uh, I just want to tell you, Morgan. I know my name's not great, Scott. It's kind of like it's not a great name. I've lived with it my whole life, but I do feel like <laughs> if you have a baby every one day, like I should get some fairly strong consideration for a baby name. Do oh you, yeah. Do you, do you do you not think? Um, because. But I wanted to I wanted to seriously tell you, just kind of like to put some perspective in this for you. Um, you're almost 18. And eight years ago, when you were 10, I started this podcast. But back in 2007, I started writing a blog a year after my daughter was diagnosed. I wrote that blog for years. I eventually started a podcast. And my idea was, much like what your mom is talking about with, with what she's working on, is I just really wanted to help people. And at some point, it became very obvious that I really understood how to use insulin and that my daughter's outcomes were very repeatable and that I could explain it to other people and then they could have those outcomes. And then the podcast sort of just grew from there. Like, I'm just sitting in an extra room in my house right now. And <laughs> and I made a thing, I don't know, in 2007 that turned into a different thing in 2015 that in 2021 led you to find somebody who helped you with your thing. Like it's, it's kind of magical and almost yeah. um, hard to believe. Y you know what I mean? Like it, it's, 100%. it's crazy. What crazy. year were you diagnosed? Um, 2012. 2012. Wow. So six years after my daughter was diagnosed, you got diabetes. And yeah. I started a blog because I was trying to raise money for the JDRF and I could, I was having no trouble raising, I was having no luck raising money. So I started mm -hmm. writing to people and in like this kind of email thing. And then I realized I was bothering them. And I found, Morgan, this is going to sound particularly odd to you because you're young, but I found a program that let me put my words on the internet <laughs> and make a, and make a blog, which was not a thing back in 2007, really. And uh, all these years later, you don't have sores on your body anymore. It's very cool. I don't know. I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm 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 proud of you. And if I'm being honest, Morgan, I'm a tiny bit proud of myself right now. And I'm looking for just a you know, even if you buy a dog and you name it Scott, I think that would be appropriate. Yeah. Okay. Totally. I got you. Thank you. I'll add it to my pets. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like nothing big. And you take a picture of it, you send it to me, you go, look, it's Scott. Even if it's ugly, it's fine with me. I don't care really. Uh, you guys are terrific. I, I really can't thank you enough for taking the time to do this, especially coming up on a holiday weekend. Um, but your story is amazing. I do want to just make sure one more time, like I didn't miss anything, right? No. You feel good about this? Yeah. <laughs> I feel really great about it. I am super excited for you, Morgan. I can't, I mean, as you're talking, as all of you are talking, I am sitting here thinking like this poor girl's life must have been drudgery. Like just wake up every morning and just drag your ass through another bad day. And now I just yeah. I just feel like you the last year of your life has probably felt like like heavenly, you know. So <laughs> you have a lot of perspective for a person your age. It's going to serve you well as you as you become an adult. <laughs> Do you ever feel like that around the other kids? Do you ever look at them and think I know more about the world than they do? Um, occasionally, especially with my peers, you can just tell with some of them. <laughs> they haven't been through anything, right? Mm -mm. Yeah. Do you have that feeling like there's nothing you can't do? Um, 
sometimes. May I say something? We don't know each other, but you should feel like that. <laughs> You've been through a lot more than most people go through in their entire life. And and you're on the other side of it now. So you have yeah. this you have this perspective like you know about before and you know about now and now's better. So uh I you know, you don't need my advice, but anything's possible, Morgan. <laughs> Just dream it and do it and it'll happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so cool. All right. Well, thank you guys so much, Jen. I really appreciate you doing this. You sounded so nervous in the beginning. Are you okay now, Jen? <laughs> I am. You know, I was nervous. You know, it's the whole thing of, oh my goodness, we're actually getting our story out there. You know, um, we haven't been able to have, you know, a major platform to do that. It's yeah. always just been... In the moment, whoever doctor is in front of us, please look at this. Please help us. You know, so it's, yeah, nervous, but I'm so grateful that we were able to to come on. No, I appreciate it very much. I mean, in my mind, Sasha's story reached Morgan. Morgan's story could reach somebody else. And at the very least, if it can't find another person who's going through what Morgan was going through, I think it should serve very well to... um, let let the other people listening reset their level of gratitude. You know what I mean? Because um, this is because uh, Morgan, you got way more than your fair share of bullshit. So um, <laughs> you know, uh, everybody else, I think, uh, will listen to your story and and feel pretty lucky today. Um, and I'm just super happy for you, kid. Like I, I, I I'm so excited that this worked out for you. Congratulations. <laughs> Seriously, well, go, thank you. Go learn some math, and uh, math's good, Morgan. That's a good thing. To yeah, learn. I'm yeah. excited. Good for you. Taking calculus. So yeah. Dwayne, you sound like a good dude, man. That's a, that's a lot of kids over there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Scott, if you're, if you're curious, uh, we did look up a Freza on YouTube and the company does have a video on there and how it's used and everything else and what the equivalents are between the inhaled and versus the, the liquid insulin. So, you know, check that out. Um, yeah. Let other people find it and take a look. That's amazing. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Well, I'd like to thank Morgan and her mom and her dad for coming on the show today and sharing her story. I'd also like to thank Afreza for existing and helping Morgan out. You guys want to help her, contact me, and I'll put you in touch with her. And if you guys want to buy some ads, I've got a podcast all about diabetes. You should give me a call. Speaking of ads, thanks so much to Touched by Type 1 for sponsoring this episode of the Juice Box Podcast, touchedbytype1.org. And of course, the Contour Next 1 blood glucose meter. Go check it out right now at contournext.com forward slash juicebox. Links to these sponsors and all the sponsors are in the show notes of your podcast player and at juiceboxpodcast.com. If you're looking for community around your diabetes, Look no farther than the Juicebox Podcast Type 1 Diabetes Facebook group. It has people with all kinds of the diabetes in there. Don't worry, not just type 1, but LADA, type 2, gestational, 25,000 members, all in there talking about something that you'd be interested in getting involved in, checking on, or maybe just lurking around. You know what I mean? Just be like, see what people are saying about how they adjust their basal insulin or bolus for pizza, that kind of stuff. Juicebox Podcast Type 1 Diabetes on Facebook. It's a terrific group. It's a private group, so you'll have to answer a couple of questions to get in. But after you do that, 
I think you're going to like it there. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast.